The following conversation contains coarse language and is about sensitive issues which could be distressing. Listener discretion is advised. And if you need support, there are details at the end and on our website, nova.ie. Welcome along, folks. Uh, it is Glory Days, the PJ and Jim podcast. A special Glory Days, special for a couple of reasons, really. One is that uh, setting out on this, we know exactly what it is we're going to be talking about. And uh, secondly, because our aim, unlike any of the other kind of Glory Days podcasts that we do, is uh, for reasons that will become apparent, not we're not setting out to be funny on this one. So, regular listeners to the radio show to Morning Glory will know that at the start of the year, start of 2022, PJ wasn't on the show for about the first two months, for January or February. 11 weeks, I think it was. 11 weeks in yeah. total. Was it really that long? Yeah, so 11 weeks. So yeah. it was getting close to three it was, months. It was just a week before Christmas, uh, up until the 1st of March was my first day back. Yeah. So it has gone for a, a, a good while. A yeah. long while. And, um, uh, again, at, at the time, for reasons that will become apparent, we didn't make any particular reference to it other than referring to, you know, he'll be back soon, he'll be back soon. So I suppose rather than me saying anything about it or whatever, in your words, what was going on? Well, uh, yeah, I um, I was dropping you in the shit, basically, was a big thing, to be quite honest. But I was in St. Pat's Mental Hospital for 11 weeks. Yeah, 11 weeks. I had to go in uh, because of... Um, Pretty much a breakdown, I suppose. Uh, well, there's no other way of putting it. Like, well, there is. There's loads of ways of putting it. They don't say that to you when you get into the hospital. Mm. Uh, but I had, uh, yeah, d- depressive anxiety, recurring depressive disorders, apparently what they've diagnosed me with, uh, which is was news to me because um, I suppose I had bouts of it years before, but this is something that no matter how long I've been around doing stand-up or radio or anything, I've never spoken about it or said it to anybody ever. Like, it's just never... I've always just kept it as my business. Um, I I came close to it when we did the show Madhouse, but I never uh, thought about talking about it. And the only reason I think we're doing it now is because everybody keeps asking, where the hell were you? Because that is... There's sort of two obvious questions about this, I suppose, really, is that the, the one obvious one is, is kind of why... And why now? So, in in other words, the because of, of over the years or whatever, you've kept your business to yourself. Yeah. And the fact that obviously, whatever it is, how many months have passed since you've been out and whatever, like, is something different now, yeah. or is it just how you feel? No, it's definitely different now. So I was because I've had like bouts which were significant. I'd run really bad bout when I was a teenager, and to be honest, that was dealt with. At the time, in a mind, that was the nineties, so it was dealt with a different way. You know, first GP told me to put me runners on and get some exercise. Wow! Uh, yeah, you know, but it was different. It's different now, thankfully. Uh, and then after that, every so often waves would come, but I knew what to do. I would just like you know go to the GP, take this SSRI meds, and within a month or so, I'd start to feel better. And then you know, I had a way of managing it, so it was mm. never a big deal. But then, for the first time ever. Um, it just got completely and utterly beyond my control to where I was a fucking danger to myself. Mm. I was a real danger to myself. Yeah, it was around August, yeah. And then come September, so effectively a year ago, um, I was getting to a place where I was having really sort of bad thoughts, dangerous thoughts, 
stuff was starting to happen that uh, that I was starting not to feel in danger of myself, but a very uncomfortable place. Yeah, because I remember and, like the, one of the shocks, um, I suppose, for me when you when you said it to me, obviously before, um, you know, we'll get into how the story unfolded or whatever. But I remember, you know, when you said it to me one of the de- one of the days or whatever. Um, that came as a real land to me. The, the, the what, whatever about somebody being down or, or yeah, even yeah. depressed in in the sense of a clinical sense. The when you said about the sort of suicidal thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a real smack in the face. Oh, it was, um, and that was you. That was at a much worse stage because it was probably I don't know when, but it was a couple. I was a couple of months about maybe October or something. I'm sort of half guessing because mm. obviously I was so messed up. I have no real recollection of what way that time went. But I was talking with Elaine, my ex. I was walking with Elaine and we were out with the dogs and uh, all of a sudden I had what can only be described as a complete and utter mental breakdown to the point of I fell on my knees and everything. Like I was just a complete and utter, as bad as I was before, it's just this unbelievable fear, like just unbearable, unescapable fear came over me. And then all I thought for the next... Jesus, three months, two months anyway was, I don't want to be alive. I can't, I couldn't think of anything else except not wanting to be alive. I couldn't think of anything else. And I was coming in here with you every day. And if you listen back to those shows, you'll hear it. I couldn't contribute to the show. I couldn't do it. You were doing all the work. uh, And we had, in that time, it was was an awful time because Gavin James came in. And I wasn't able to ask him any questions. I couldn't think of it. Because all I was thinking the whole time was, I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. That's all of nothing else. And this unbearable fear, this horrible, horrible fear. And the only way of getting rid of it, I thought, was just to not be around anymore. Mm. It was just, and fear of nothing. Like, just a fear of, like, crazy stuff going on in my head, you know? Like, uh, like it, it feels so stupid when you say it now, but fear of homelessness, fear of being poor, fear of not having money, fear of having no skills, fear of being useless, fear of being a burden on people, fear of all of that, you know, just feel, feeling like you're in the way of the world. Like, just mm. unbelievable fear. And when I had that breakdown, I was in with the psychiatrist, I went to see, like, I was in and out with the psychiatrist anyway, but then it got so bad, the psychiatrist was ringing me every two days. And I had to still go into him. And, oh, it cost me a fortune. Uh, and I tell you, that, 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 that's now. I'm sure that didn't help. That, that's sorry, it doesn't help now. That, um, but, uh, so I was in every two, like, two days. He had to keep ringing me every two days, making sure, checking in. Uh, because I had become such a, a, a real um, threat to myself, you know. Um, and then there was one point where... Uh, I said it to you because things got so bad that I was it was it was four o'clock in the morning. I woke up and I was talking to you know my friend Stephanie, yeah, Kaiser, yeah. who was like the greatest human being I've ever met. Like she's just she's just my best friend. You know, I mm. just couldn't have. And it was four o'clock in the morning, and I knew I'm not going to survive today. Today's the day. I'm not going to survive this day. It was just I've never felt so low. So so. Like I was completely and utterly incapable of anything, but this blind, insane panic that Mm. I had to make stop, I had to make it stop. Uh, And I went to Stephanie Preisner at four o'clock in the morning. I got to my house at four o'clock in the morning, (laughs) you know. And and she uh, came out, and we got into the car, and uh, I was literally physically shaking in a ball. Like I was, you know, physically shaking, hands clenched, head down. And she saved my life that day. Yeah. 
like no no shit she saved mm -hmm. my life that day and uh, we went and she was I, I was there I need porridge I don't know why I was thinking of porridge but I was like you know Jesus doesn't that's uh, I, I went and had something to eat and then uh, she put her hand on my arm and was just like you know whatever it is you know I can promise you it's going to pass and I didn't believe her or anything but uh, I know if I didn't go to her house that day so I was going to go yeah. and do something else and yeah. that was kind of when and it was straight after that then uh, and at all, sorry already during this whole time the psychiatrist was saying, "Go, you have, you need to go to hospital. You need to go to hospital. You need to go to hospital." And I wouldn't do it. I, I just wouldn't do. It. I was resisting it because I thought I'll definitely lose my job if I go to hospital. Yeah. That's gone. And the only reason I have to get up in the morning for anything is is the job, you know. Mm. And I was like, "I will definitely lose my job. Definitely, you can't have that." And you know, and and I was freaking out, you know freaking out until I came into you and I had to say I'm in a bad way and you were like what's wrong and I says I'm suicidal <laughs> like holy shit what a what a thing to land on you you know yeah. no so, but because I, I mean and we and like I, we can talk about that stuff with the job because that was the weird thing I suppose that I I actually found hard to believe was that that was a, a concern yeah. and I suppose it, it like you know when we were talking about it at the time of all of the things that could have been a concern it was, I just, I couldn't get my head around you actually thinking that that was, you know, the thing you were worried about was that, you know, that you would lose your job. Yeah. In among all of the other I stuff know, that was seems, going on, it seems yeah. extraordinary. But but the other thing, like, so uh, people are going to wonder. I'm trying to keep it a secret, you know. Well, I'm yeah. trying to keep it all a secret, which is insane, you know. Yeah. But, but so a lot of people who obviously don't understand necessarily mental illness or whatever, they're going to assume uh, a parallel of some sort with with like medical phil physical illnesses, right? Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. really follow that parallel. No. So, from your point of view, are you now? So you've had say a, a, a diagnosis. You have a name that somebody has put on this. Yeah, and it, it obviously there's it, it. It's not like with a medical environment where somebody can say, "Oh, I tell you what happened here." That bone broke, and then that caused that, and that no. whatever. So, so there's not an you. You don't have an origin point for any of this. No, no, not at all. And I, I don't think I ever will. It may, we'll never know why. Mm. We'll never know if it's like a chemical imbalance or if it's trauma related, or we'll we'll never know. Like you just don't know. All I just know is I became completely a prisoner in my own head. You know, um, and because I was being so quiet about it, that was what was ending up being really, really dangerous. So. I was lucky. Elaine was around. Um, just, oh, geez, the women in my life saved me life. Like mm. It was Elaine, that my ex, and she was the one that was saying, you have to go to the hospital. You have to. Like, she was the one. And she was saying to me, you've been depressed for years. Like, she was just saying, like, you've been doing all this stuff that you've hated doing for years. Like, you need to... So I, she wanted me to sort it out so long, and I, and I just didn't buy it, you know? Just thought, <laughs> life's hard. Mm. Uh, but I'd never been on this level, you know? And she like, was, people will be surprised to hear you say that, that you've been doing something that you've hated, like, in the past, in your past. Like, yeah, yeah. That you've, that you've, because... You know, the idea of the comedian and even allowing for the sort of the cliche of the tears of a clown thing. I mean, the idea that like, you know, the the stuff that you've done in your past, the acting and the comedy and all that the stand -up, sort of stuff, yeah. people will be surprised because you were so successful at it. They'll be surprised to know that that was something torture. that was actually causing you pain. Torture. Yeah. Torture. Yeah. So much of it was torture, you know. Like, I, I think Stephanie was describing it like, you know, I was waving because I was drowning and everyone was waving back. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. you know? Um, and, and then I'm just so lucky at the people around me at the time, you know? Like, I'm so lucky, Elaine. Just amazing. The greatest people in the world, you know? I wouldn't be alive without them. There's mm. no doubt about it, you know? Uh, and they were the ones saying... You're not going to lose your... Like, go to work. You have to go to hospital. You have to go to hospital, you know? And then it was that moment where I was still sure I was gone, but it got to the point where it didn't matter anymore. Like, it was... It had turned into a life or death situation. So I came in here, and everyone in here noticed, knew there was something wrong with me as well. I know they did. Like, mm. I could see the faces, and I could see that they, they were like... Why isn't he saying anything in the show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because uh, that was, that was, uh, that was tough. The, I mean, when you told me and then there was those period of weeks or whatever before you had to kind of say it to uh, the, the bosses here and whatever, because obviously the time for the, of going into hospital yeah, was, say, was coming. I'll go into hospital and then walk in. You've yeah. got to wait another few yeah. weeks. Like, you know, and I think my waiting time I was here with you doing the show for three weeks. Mm. I thought it was going to be two. I thought it was be in three. And that was difficult because obviously it's not my secret to tell. Yeah. And, and, it's, and I didn't know to what extent you wanted people to know what. I know. And so it and was very weird. And you were texting weird. me and all, Eric Lawler's <laughs> looking for you. What the hell will he tell him? I was like, oh my God. You know, and I was still trying to keep everything under wraps. And, yeah. Oh my God. I, I dropped you in it so bad. No, oh, no, And then I took was, off. Yeah. And, then, and the thing was, they told me, they, they, they told me when I was going to hospital, it'll be four weeks. or And I was there four weeks. And no more than four weeks. I was there grand. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> so you were on air going... Back next week, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be another two weeks." You were like, "Okay, back in two weeks." And then it was another two weeks. You were like, "Coming back soon." <laughs> yeah. And, know, and then it was just... the weirdest moment ever when I was finally getting out, and we did a promo. That's right. And I was in the room in the mental hospital, pretending I was on holidays, <laughs> yeah. and you were here. Kind of going, oh, we'll see you next. I was, ah, uh, yeah, and I was pretending I was getting cocktails and all on the yeah. beach, like what? Because for how for, mad was that? For listeners, obviously the 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 intention, I suppose, if you want to call it that, was you know when you refer to PJ doing his own thing. Obviously, because you have your finger in so many pies, you know, the acting, the comedy, the yeah. writing, the, you know, the, the stage shows, all that sort of stuff. As a result of that, I suppose you kind of. You weren't telling lies, you were just letting people decide their own truth yeah, oh, of yeah. what was going oh, on. And dropping you in it, because <laughs> you were in here getting text messages from people who listened to the show going, tell us where he is, what's going on, this is bullshit. And Jim's like, I don't know what to do. And you're like, not wanting to pressure me. Yeah. Uh, and I, and you're like in here every day trying to do your thing. And, and, and well, I, here, to, yeah. I, I, want, I just want to ask you, because in fairness, you, you mentioned Stephanie and you mentioned um, Elaine, who were so integral to... Kind of getting recovery, you through this yeah. and all that, but um, what was the story? How did you feel about about your mom during this situation? That was it as well. Like, were you were you worried about terrifying. telling her because it would add to her? Yeah, difficulties. She's not well either. Yeah, you know? she's, and she's got her own health issues. And did she notice it, or or was it? Or did you manage to hide it from her? I think I'm very good at hiding things from me, ma. I think I've been hiding things from her my whole life, let's be honest. I've not exactly been the most productive human <laughs> being in the world. Uh, so I've been hiding... So, so I think I was hiding it. I think it came as a real shock to her when I said I have to go to hospital. I think it came as a real shock. Like mm. uh, She's from an era where there's no such thing as mental health. You're either mental or you had health. There's no... <laughs> there's no, no in between. There's no ring word. And then... Uh, and, and I was so terrified of leaving her on her own because she can't, you know, really manage things on her own. You know, she needs help. And and then I was like, I'm going to be gone for 
what I thought was a month and what in the name of God is going to happen and and then all the time the fear the big fear of coming in here I basically thought it was throwing my job away you know and then you were saying you're not going to and I went into our boss Kevin um, when I finally got the courage and they said uh, I have to go to hospital and no like everything that was cat- catastrophic in my head it, like I have this place handled it unbelievably well I'm mm. so lucky to be here so lucky that this was our job. You know, so lucky that we had the boss. That he didn't even ask me why or what. Just told me full support. Absolutely behind you. You need to do what you need to do. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll deal with it. We'll we'll say what you want us to say. We're going we're on your but just full, complete support from the start. The relief, like. Mm. And then and I was saying to him, four weeks, worst case scenario. <laughs> he said, No problem. And then like I had to ring our boss like Three times to say, I'm not getting out. You know, I'm not getting out. And each time was, I thought was going to be like, I was really disappointed at letting them down, you know. And each time Kevin was just 100% supportive, like. Yeah. Like 100% supportive. And I I don't know what it is about, depression just tells you everyone's going to think you're a a loser or you're you're a, letting them down or it's just confirming to everyone what a piece of shit you are or how useless you are that's what it tells you you know that's what it tells you every day you know mm. it tells you you're right to be afraid of everything that everything bad will happen you know and I, worse and it just didn't you know so lucky to be here. and Clinton yourself man Jesus Christ talk about dropping the two years in it you know and you're like we're nothing but supportive and and great you know Clinton fairness as well just you know just do what you need to do like you just uh, I, again, so lucky that I had the right people around me. You know. So when 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 you went to the f- the first, obviously, so you've been going through all of those feelings that you described earlier on, or whatever. Yeah. Which it was just like it's even you know it's actually sort of hard to hear even yeah. at that like a tip, you know that the 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 depth and the you know what I mean how how sort of piercing that 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 feeling sounds of what you're going through or whatever. But when when so when you finally. So you went and you were talking to the the docs involved or whatever the various people medical yeah, professionals yeah. you had to deal with. At that time, when they said you're going to have to go into hospital, yeah. right? Was that a moment of relief? No. Or was it a, an oh my god, it must be really bad. Oh my god, I'm never getting better. Right. Okay. I don't know what I thought hospital was, but I didn't think it was what it actually is. You know, I mm. I just thought hospital was for. People who don't get out of hot, you know, yeah. I thought I was going, I don't know what I thought, to be honest. You know, I like, oh, and and that first day, and it was the middle of COVID and all. So the hospital was locked down. You're not allowed to go out for a walk on your own. You can walk around the garden, but like you have to schedule yourself in to be brought on a walk, you know, mm. like, and, uh, and that day, walking into the hospital and you had to do your COVID test and wait for that to clear. So you're sitting there on your own, completely on your own for like hours hours in the worst headspace you've ever been in and then they come and get you and they bring you onto a ward and I was on the mixed ward you know men and women mixed together there's all kinds of different wards like there's you know addiction ward and eating disorder ward and depression wards and women only ward like there's all kinds and it took me onto my ward and I just was so overwhelmed like so overwhelmed I just didn't know I was like what am I doing brought me into my little room and I was like Jesus I can't believe this is real 
You know, am I ever getting out of here? So there was uh, no sense of like, well, at least I'm being treated now. No, at least I'm in control. I'm no, taking. No, I in just hand. thought it was. I was on the free fall. I just thought this is just the process to free fall. Like I just didn't think it was ever getting better. And and then you know the for and then like simple things like you know the nurses have to ask you, are you a danger to yourself? And you're like. Pfft. I don't think so is your best answer, you know, and, and then they don't want you in your room and they have to move you so they, they wanted to move me so they could keep an eye on me 24 hours in the, on a bay, mm. you know, with shared beds and I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to move, I was freaking out and, uh, and once again, another brilliant woman came to the rescue because uh, I was sitting in the communal area on on day one, you know, uh, and on day one, this oh, this woman freaked me out. Came over and gave me all rose beads and everything. Uh, and but then another woman came over and she was like, you know, what do you need? And she talked me through. And she's was there. I'm going to take you around the hospital. And I got in trouble, of course, because I I wasn't allowed off the ward for a few days. You're not supposed to be out of sight, you know. Um, and uh, she just kept talking to me. I'm still really good friends with her, actually. So this uh, was I'm another really good friends with with a lot of the another people. patient as another opposed patient, to another patient. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was just. She saved me an extra two weeks in in uh, St. Pat's, no doubt about it. Because I know some they from talking to and seeing it then when I was in there, people go in, they arrive in the room, they're afraid to come out. They don't know how to socialise. They're in the worst headspace. It takes a while to build up the courage to communicate. And, and because of her, she definitely saved me mm. another two weeks. Uh, no doubt about it. You know? And all of those times where, as you say, you had that... that initial four weeks and then you real they said well look no we're going to when they're saying that to you is there are they saying it to you because there's a specific objective or is it just no we don't think it's quite ready yet no, or is it so in other words what I'm saying is you you don't have anything tangible to to necessarily grip onto well no not really but there is it they there is a plan you know from the day you land like it's the best place in the world like it is an incredible hospital like and because I was so I was loaded on sedatives, you know. When mm. I was coming in here, I couldn't think straight, you know. Yeah, because that's like my memory of the of the because you kept apologising all the time, and I kept saying, "Do you stop apologising?" Yeah, because you were apologising all the time, saying like, "I, can't, you know," because by your standard, you weren't hitting punchlines that you normally. The I was stuff just saying, that, yeah, no to you. It just wasn't coming into your head. Nothing. But, I mean, to be honest with you, like it, it, you know, obviously it's a bit, it sounds a bit crass or something to say it now, but I mean, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Do you know what I mean? It was just by your yeah. by your standard, you weren't hitting kind of marks that you might have normally hit or whatever. Yeah, and and it was obvious that your head was sort of swirling. Yeah, and yeah. It, I mean, it, is that what your own personal definition of feeling better is? Is it is it clarity or is it something that's not in your head? It's in just an overall feeling and emotion. Just, it's a feeling, yeah. It's just a. It's just a feeling. It's a, a yeah. It really is. It's I, it's impossible to describe. To be honest, you know, it's impossible to describe because you just feel I don't want to live and nothing else. Like no other feeling. Like there's no happiness, sadness. No, it's just this panic, and the only way out is to be dead that's that's all like there was no other emotion mm. and there was no other thought like you're never distracted for a second like that's happening all the time you know and uh, and then and what was it that was that you uh, what was it that felt so different it's just the intensity because you said yeah. like on those occasions in the past and even Elaine said look you've been you've been fighting this struggling against this your whole life with yeah, this yeah yeah she's so <laughs> but this this time <laughs> yeah. round obviously the intensity of was it was just stronger and heavier than anything ever. 
and whatever and, and medication I, or whatever in the past it just wasn't it. working I used to take medication and see this is what I did I used to take the meds and then when I felt better I'd stop taking the meds because I know better like you know me being a trained psychiatrist <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot you know and, but I did it because of the SSRIs had these side effects that they hated you know and and then so when I went into hospital I was loaded on the sedatives you know so they were just trying to make me not panic they weren't really fixing me they were just sedating me you know uh, so the whole process then when I got in was trying to get me off the sedatives you know mm. get me on an antidepressant that works and then pull back on the sleep meds I was on because obviously you can't sleep when you're like that and I was on you know, sl sleepers and all that sort of stuff. So it was all that balance, getting that balance. But that balance takes, like, it's two weeks to do any one of those things. Mm, because they've you, got to see reactions and they've to got to see, take bloods and they've got to do, do well whatever. Them, once you don't know which one's making the right difference. And you like that you have to give your blood and you have to get weighed and, oh, like, and you have to get used to the place and you have to then wait. You, I was in there three weeks before I talked to a psychologist, you know, like, there's a lot that has to happen, you know, and you've got the nurses and, and all of this is, is happening. And then, and I, I'm, and like within, well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe about three weeks in, I definitely felt a change, you know, and then at about six weeks, about roughly just over halfway, I started to feel okay, mm. but okay in hospital. Mm. <laughs> and then there was a totally different fear. Then I was, I couldn't face the idea of leaving, you know. I just couldn't face the idea of leaving. I had this new little world and it was so safe. I had my little room and I had my meal times every day and I, the food was always half decent. Yeah. I liked the I, food. And, I always and, remember when I'd, when I'd be ringing you um, and you'd say, yeah, you'd say, oh, listen, I, I, I can't talk to you now. I have to go for my walk. I have to go for my walk, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was timed or scheduled or whatever. The hospital assistants would take you for your yeah. your walk, you know, and I would, but you have to book it and all. It's hard to get on it. You have to wait and queue and all. And obviously, I mean, part of that was was down to the COVID thing as well. The part COVID of that was thing, just, yeah. And staff issues and all those. Because even visiting and stuff was a, you know, slightly different visiting than it was a pain yeah, because yeah. you can only have four visits in a week so you had to get to and know had to and be like designated people, people and, and designated all that, people, yeah. yeah only like x amount of nominated people yeah. and four visits a week and and then you get carried away like then hospital became enjoyable then i was like you know enjoyed hanging out having late nights and chats with everyone into the night and yeah, bingo. That's the thing I was about Jesus, to... <laughs> I got mad in the bingo. And, and, and you think to yourself when you go in, bingo, I'm never playing bingo. Especially when you hear the prizes, like a packet of crisps or a, a face cloth. And then you win a face cloth and you're like, yes! Because your world yeah. is so small. This is like the best thing ever. Because yeah, most, like most people have no, they've either got a preconceived notion out of, you know, Jack Nicholson's The Shining or something. I know, yeah. Or else they've got no notion of what the idea of a facility would, would what days would be like. And obviously I know you can't, you can't go over the top talking about it because there's privacy issues and everything. But, oh yeah, but can't as you say, say the names of the people the, in the, there or the, anything. The, the normality of things like that, it's yeah. it's effectively, it's, it's you're, you're reading, you have your music maybe, it's, and as you say, bingo, or chats with other patients. Yeah, but, and that's what it is. You're hanging, and that's totally. Did normal, you get good at the bingo? Regular people, huh? Would you get good at the bingo? Oh, I was deadly. Yeah. I won. <laughs> I had a, a, a night where I won. I think four or five times. I had a streak all in a row. So now you're four or five face clots, have you? Oh no, I, I won a, a packet of chocolate logs one night, and I won um, a large. That was mint, for a full house. A large. <laughs> 
big, large, huge um, orange crisp bar and all. Like, stuff like that. You, and you get so into it, like. Yeah. And then I won a uh, toothpaste one night. I was disgusted. <laughs> uh, I only had a line that night. Shocker. Uh, yeah, I was disgusted. And you get into... I did sound meditation, which was gas. I couldn't stop laughing, though. Like, it's for some people. Something... That's the thing as well. You have to realise... Not everything's for you. Like, you know, I, I was doing cell meditation. One put a bowl on my belly and kept hitting it with a spoon and go boom, boom, boom. I was like, okay, I am not <laughs> drifting away here, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I did, that, but I was at a stage at least I was able to laugh then. Yeah. You know, it was uh, one of the, my, my favourite nurse there. She was amazing. She just looked after me so well. And I kind of judged my, um, what's it, recovery almost on her. Mm. Because when I first arrived in, she was like, you know, are you okay? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not okay. Are you dangerous to yourself? No. You know, she kept having to check on me all the time. I was in such a bad way. You know, I was in such a bad way for so long. She was like in with me. And then she gave me like this coloring poster. I was like, you coloring books and all, like just to f try and get your mind off things. I was doing that. And then um, she just, I just really got on with her, you know, that way. And then one night she came in and she goes, uh, this was the, f like, that's the first time I knew I was getting better. You know, we were. It was late night. I was staying up with a couple of the women chatting, and she was there. And she goes, she goes, listen, me, my husband's from um, Turkey. She goes, what? No, do you know what noise a donkey makes? And I was like, yeah, hee haw. She goes, yeah. Well, he told me that in Turkey the donkeys go ha he. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know. She goes, yeah. She goes, and so I was over in Turkey with him. She goes, and uh, we seen a donkey on the side of the road. And says, right, pull over. We're gonna wait till the donkey says something, and you'll hear he goes hee haw, and. Uh, they stopped and got out and the donkey goes, ho he. So Turkish donkeys do it backwards. Wow. Uh, and I don't know why, but to me that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. And I that was the first time I was laughing, like, yeah. like proper laughing. I was like, because holy I, shit, I'm coming back. It's funny you should say that because, um, and I know it's all subtle, but like when we'd have the phone calls or whatever, and I'd ring you, I, I, I actually know there's a difference. And yeah. again, it's an impossible thing to try and describe. Yeah. But there's, an, there's a difference in, uh, it could be, just certain words or phrases or 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 it's not even about somebody kind of like the you know the assumption is that somebody's kind of like oh yeah no and then some one day they're kind of like oh no I'm fine and it's obviously not that like it, it's just even within the words you were saying yeah I could notice a difference in in something about you during that time oh yeah but it's interesting that you say that you got to a place where you were happy in there so at what point do, or do you remember it even being something that you became aware of that you kind of felt I'm ready to go now I'm ready to I feel um, whatever whether it's empowered enough or, or whatever yeah, it is to come out the, the last week I was walking around the place like I owned it you know and I was saying to, and I remember saying to the doctor uh, I think I'm ready to go and he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. When like, did you get your medical degree? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, he goes, no, you're not. Like, we're going to keep you for um, for another week and we'll plan how we're going to let you out. Uh, so you don't just, like, walk out the door. You know, I, I didn't think of these things. So you have to get, you get let out and you're on, you're still under their care for another two weeks. So they still have to ring you every day and they still give you your medication and, you know, you still have to check in with them every day. I didn't think about all of this. So you can't just, like, say, right, I'm good. I was thinking I'll go at lunch tomorrow. You know, the, yeah. the, the, a plan has to be put in place. You know, you have to have your psychologist appointments planned and you have to have all of that, you know, ready to go. And it, it, so it, there's a weak build-up to it, you know. You have to meet the... Like, there's so many doctors, you see. You know, there's your 
prop we are well, not proper doctor all proper doctors Jesus uh, there's the like the head psychiatrist and then there's the reg and there's the second reg and then there's all the nurses staff just that you have to see the pharmacist you have to see all you know you have to go through so much in that last week and that last week I was kind of itching to get out uh, to the point that I couldn't wait to get back here like I couldn't wait to get back here and here and do the show you know with you feel normal again you know mm. and they were saying we don't think you should go back five days a week. I was like, well, I'm hardly going to go back in for two. Like, it's radio. It's not like you can... I do four hours a day, man. Yeah, I'm not going... I can go in. What do you want me to do? Like, I can't, you know, go in and just say, "Uh, Jim, I was just thinking about coming back part-time, you know? It's not like you don't do enough already. (laughs) But I tell you, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. One of them is is a... It's a kind of a personal thing for me, but it may... Look, for people listening to this, it may be potentially beneficial to, 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 to somebody or whatever. How were you aware or or how did you feel about how people were interacting with you at the time? Like, okay, so what I'm saying is just from a personal perspective, my, and like, God God forbid that I would overthink something, as you well know. (laughs) But anyway, it was that trying to find what I thought in my head was that balance between not overstepping the mark and becoming that sort of Klingon type person that was... You know, know what I mean? that you... was almost emphasizing there was a problem by you know like we obviously we have our normal communication and you know we chat and make jokes and whatever about matches and we send stuff to each other and all that and it was kind of not it I didn't I was unsure in myself where I didn't want to turn into this person that was suddenly rocking up on your doorstep all the time going how are you uh, do you want to go out for a while? are you okay I know, you know yeah. what I mean I know versus the sort of like acting like you don't it was trying to find that balance I know but in fairness that's that's exactly what you said to me. You said you you just went. Oh, I don't know what to do. Like this is, and you said, and that was perfect. That's what you say, you know. Mm. And, that, and and nobody got it wrong. Like you know, I, I, again, I can't be thankful enough for the people in my life. Like I mean, everyone. Like you know, Kevin and Nova, Jesus, all of Radio Nova was just so brilliant about it. Like D was in with you the whole time. Mm. I don't think she asked you once where I was, but she obviously knew <laughs> something wrong with that lad. <laughs> You know, she obviously knew there's something wrong with that lad. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and like, so everyone here was fantastic and reacted perfectly well. I think your fear is you're going to say it to people and it's going to get out of the bag and everyone's going to think something that's you're not. Or I don't know what the fear is. You just think people won't know how to react. But people do. Nobody reacted badly. Nobody. I told a couple of my friends. They all were the same. If they didn't know what to say, they say, oh, I don't really know what to say, but if I can do it, or I'm here for you, or if you need to talk to me, like the phone is on, you know. Mm. Uh, the people who did know how to act just did it, you know. Like my ma was, again, she was like you. She was like, oh, I don't know what to be saying. And, like, and, and I didn't want her coming to the hospital to see me. So that was, you know, I just mm. didn't want her to have to go through that, you know. She's enough going on. And my sister was brilliant. Like you think these things are, you think everyone you say it to is going to do something unbelievably bad is going to happen. I can't really explain it, but it doesn't, you know? Mm. And I just wish I had gone into hospital three weeks early. Like, I wish I had just said yes and gone to, gone to fucking hospital because it may, once I was in there, you know, and now, and you learn how to manage it then. Like, I, that, like I will never, ever, ever be that sick again. You know, it's never going to happen. I know now it, you've got the tools Because now or I whatever. have the tools. Mm. I know what to do. You have to work at being well, you know? Uh, like so I know how to act you know uh, I've I've on meds that suit me I've been supervised we got them right you know uh, a psychologist told me how to identify thought patterns I have a guy on the end of the phone I can call when I'm in trouble you know I have friends who understand 
the illness. So I will get sick again, but it's never going to be like that again. Mm. I'll hopefully never be in hospital again. I'll hopefully never have to take time off work again. But, you know, I'm in a really good place. In fact, I went too good. I got out of the hospital and went fucking mad altogether. Like, I've been I've been half cut since I got out. And I've been on buying motorbikes like there's no tomorrow. I, lo- I think I lost so much money between health insurance and doctors and everything that I just decided, I, well, I might as well go into debt for the whole lot then. I'm going down in flames. Yeah, yeah, I'm going down in flames. I was on a high then. And to the point that the tree... Because it is extraordinary. Now I know it's, it could it could well be more coincidence than anything else, but it is it is extraordinary that you were this person who, and because I often thought about it afterwards, you were this person who was almost tight, like as in strong, not highly strung in the sense that most people associate that, but you were you were so. Um, Disciplined, I suppose, is a good word because yeah, you were yeah. really disciplined with your food. You were in the exercise. Control, you, yeah. you never seemed to have a. Pro- I would weaken at the drop of a hat, whereas yeah. you were like, you controlled. know, yeah, you I were, controlled everything exactly. Yeah, and then the person that came out of hospital is a total different beast. Was literally was like a, a bon viveur. It was like oh, it was yeah, yeah. embracing everything. Joy of life. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've never felt better. This is the best year of my life. Like, yeah. undoubtedly, this is the best year of my life. You know, I've learned to say no. I've learned to say fuck off. Yeah. You know, I've learned to... In, I'm out on my bikes all the time, you know. I've, I, I'm doing a job that I absolutely love and a place that I'm getting on with. I, getting to wreck your head every day is much better than wrecking me own. <laughs> you know, so it's... <laughs> hope, hope they kept a spot in that place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mission now was to force Jim in there, get him to do a promo from the bedroom. <laughs> um, so it's like this is so yeah I'm a totally different person now but like the, a totally you, different person like you know the other thing again from a, a purely selfish point of view that I remember wondering was because my only ever encounter with um, anybody that was dealing with and it certainly wasn't even remotely close to, 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 to what you were dealing with but I remember somebody being given medication in relation to sort of mood stuff and depression and you know as I say nothing on the level that you were dealing with and one of the things that it did was plateau. It, it it kind of created a plateau. Yeah. So yes, it took away the lows, but it took away took the away highs. The high, couldn't find anything. And to, yeah. I remember wondering to myself, and I'm just wondering whether it ever crossed your mind as to whether you would be the same. Yeah. So in relation to your comedy, in relation to the radio, in relation oh, to yeah. to who you were, personality wise, did you wonder about whether you would be that same person? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was gone. Like I thought I was just this illness now. You know. I thought that was it, you know. Like, genuinely, I thought... I thought my life was effectively over, you know. And when you think that, you think, what's the fucking point then? You know, so what's you, the you, point? You like, what's might, the point in suffering every day? You, you thought you know? it might actually take your edge away for, like, those... For that... that what, oh, for everything, the, yeah. what In effect, was maybe a part of it, the, the essence of your comedy. Oh, or yeah, your, yeah. The whole personality was gone, sure. Everything was gone. Nothing was funny. Nothing was... You know, like, just everything was gone. Like, it's like... Like, it felt like you chopped my hand off, you know. Like, that part of me, my... What I would say myself was just gone. Mm. All it was was just this negative pressing feeling oh. that I could never get rid of, you know. And when did you, when did you sort of... When when did you get the peace then? When when did you realise, do you know something? No, now I've just, I've controlled the illness. Yeah. But I'm still me. And I, you know, when, when did that feeling come back to you that I still... Yeah. Well, this was a thing in the hospital. I kept saying to me doctors over and over again, I feel good. I feel okay. I feel okay. But I still can't contribute to conversation. I still couldn't. Everything felt so deliberate. It's really weird. So my mood was lifting, but uh, everything felt so deliberate. You know, 
here's someone coming, I better say hello. Like, nothing was reflexive, you know. Um, you should ask this person how they're feeling, how you feel. Like, it was, everything yeah. was so, so there was no spontaneous, no, that meant nothing was funny. I couldn't participate in conversation. I wasn't able to laugh along with anyone else, you know. And then, uh, the last three weeks I was in the hospital, that was when, when that started to change, when I could find things funny, when I started saying things that I wasn't having to think about what I was saying, you know, where I, that was when, you don't know at the time, but you go, holy shit, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I was, that was a reflexive uh, sentence, or that was, even one sentence was a big achievement, you know? And in hindsight, that was a positive. That yeah, was, oh, yeah, 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 like, it was, it's gas, you know, because you write, I don't know how many comedy shows I've written, and I've written two plays, and, um, I don't know, well, well, Jesus, all the shite we come out with here every day, <laughs> uh, and that first sentence that's reflexive is the best thing that's ever come out, yeah. out you know, because that was kind of the road to redemption, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that just, and I am a big fan of the meds, like, you know, I, I, people say they're afraid to take meds, I, I'm not, I, the meds are what fix me, no, I have no doubt about that, you know, that's yeah. what keeps me balanced, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, Jesus, I, I, they don't have a negative thing for me, you know. Because yeah. I was going, I was going to just ask you, and I'm, I'm going, we're, I know we're going to wrap it up now. I have to go to oh. be psychiatrist now. There I you have go. To, half ten or <laughs> half eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the last question is, I suppose, and look, it, it probably feels a bit like a cliche or whatever, but I mean, it's li you've literally can can deliver the been there done that bought the t-shirt on this it's kind of I suppose yeah, well to a degree like yeah. I suppose yeah. but a lot of people and I accept obviously you know that that uh, just like with so many other things it's it's it can be completely different for every single individual so it there is. is there's absolutely no one size fits all but I mean what 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 do you take from us being on as close as anybody c can be to say let's say being on the other side of this particular episode yeah. Even if it's not on the other side well, the of the illness. Thing, like, honestly, like the hardest thing in the world when you feel like that is to say is to say it to someone. It's the hardest thing in the world. But that is the bottom. Like, when you, you have to say it to someone. And again, I was lucky. I had health insurance. I was actually going to cancel it last year. Like, I came in, I realised I was paying for child counselling and all I was paying for. I mean, I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what am I doing with this? Thank God I didn't cancel it. Uh, so I can't... So, um, I had somewhere to go and whatever else, but you have to say it to you. Get into your GP. If you're feeling really, really desperate, get into a hospital. Go to A&E, you know. Demand that someone helps you, you know. Uh, I know it's going to sound insane to anyone that is depressed, but and I know it sounds impossible, but give yourself the chance. Talk to your friends. Tell everybody. Tell everybody around you that you're not feeling well. Because you will get help, you know. Mm. Everybody. If, like you just there, there is you won't get a bad reaction you know it's not a bad thing you know you will there there is a road out like you know there is I know it doesn't feel like it I know that sounds actually sounds ridiculous when you're in it but there is a way out you know there really is there's uh, I, uh, like even if it takes longer like even if it, they tell you it's going to take four weeks and it actually takes eleven but there is a, a way out yeah. you know and and people do live with it and I, and it's a it's an ongoing thing you know you just have to you just work at it and that work gets easier and easier and easier and easier the longer you, it goes on and then just absolutely I promise the final last question is just so now you've done this okay yeah. so we've we've had this chat. Um, uh, at the moment that we're chatting, it's not in the public domain, but in, not, in the not too distant future, it will be. Yeah, Clint is going to press the button, and it will go out there, and it's out there, and it's now it'll become uh, you know uh, public, no public knowledge. Public yeah. knowledge, exactly. 
So, how are you feeling now about putting it out there? Yeah, all right now. I was still, even when I got out, there's still a huge stigma on it in my head. Do you know? And then was, people are asking me, where were you for two months? What are you doing? Were you making young offenders and all? And I just was lying all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I'm like, what am I lying for? I'm walking around telling everyone, tell your story. Don't be suffering in silence. And I'm walking around in great form, but lying me arse off about yeah. what was happening. And then making you lie and making Clint lie and making like Kevin lie and everyone's lying for me. Elaine's lying and I'm just creating this now and it, there's no need for it, you know. Like, I'm never going to be that ill again. Just, that's what happened, you know. And maybe it, it'll help someone, maybe whatever, you know. Uh, hopefully it will. I guess that's another part of it too, you know. So, that yeah, but thankfully I'm never been better like literally never been better bad news for you because I'm going to be hyper all the time <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah this is him well yeah, <laughs> well done man that's all I can say to you no, well done well you know, done on you know for putting up with all this. coming through it well done on putting it out there just well done yeah, we'll see what happens now um Jesus, I, 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 I'm never going to be an advocate for it. Like, don't by the way, like, one of the maddest things that happened was when I was at my worst, my absolute worst. This guy rings me and goes, "You wouldn't come and do a talk in the GAA club." He goes, "I was there watching. What, 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 what about?" And he goes, um, "Mental health <laughs> awareness." I was there suffering. Jesus, I said, yeah, "We just think you being real positive." I was there. Possible? Yeah, if you knew where I was. I you, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a bay in the hot. They won't even trust me to sit in the room. You know, I was wow. there, I can't do I had to, And I said, yes, I don't know, you know, weirdness. I, I had to ring him then or send him a message and cancel and all. Oh, Jesus. I, I feel, that, that lad, oh, he, if he hears this, he's going to go. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah, my timing really was yeah, spectacularly yeah. good. And all the messages bad. and all. I haven't seen you in the pub in ages. Like, you know, the t and you're still saying, yeah, sorry I, sorry, I haven't been around, or I'm very busy, you know. Very busy, yeah, very busy trying to actually feel like a human being again. You know, yeah. I should have just said I was in a hospital. Like, what's the big deal, you know? Like, you just think it's going to be... But it's and I'll never forget, it was so weird with Kelly Harrington. She was the... She's the sort of linking, mm. unknowing person in all of this. Because the week, or three days before I went to hospital, she was in here with us, do you remember? Yeah. And oh, it was the day, it was the Friday. I think it might have been my last day. And she worked in Vincent's mental hospital, you know, cleaning and all. And she was saying, oh yeah, no, you wouldn't know. You'd be in there and it's just like regular people you meet in the street. And that was, that, I remember thinking, oh, I took comfort in Almost that. Almost like a yeah, deep I, breath. I yeah. knew I was going in. Yeah. The or next sigh day, of relief rather, yeah. That Saturday, I knew I was going in. And then I got out of the hospital and came back and now we're doing this. And she was only here last week. So she's sort of this adjoining character she hasn't a clue about any of it <laughs> or does she uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah it's just that joining that, that that thing you know so I kind of I can see I can see myself how bad I was when she was here the first time compared to what she was or them like the the yeah. last time she was here I think it's going to be like when it does when as I say when Clint hits the button and it and it hits the public so to speak um, I think it's going to be extraordinary I think there'll be a lot of people who'll be you know, understandably sort of flabbergasted or shocked. No, or so many people I've said it to are just like going, I never thought you yeah. would be like that. Everyone thinks yeah. you're super confident because you're on stage and all. But I always told the truth. Like, I only ever do that because I can't do anything else. You know, I'm a remarkably untalented <laughs> human being when it comes to labour. But the but the other you thing know, about it is for all of the kind of shock and all of the other thing, uh, you know, look, uh, it's, it's, gone, it's putting it out there, putting it out there because you're such a profiled, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I know I slag you about being a celebrity all the time, but... <laughs> 
a profiled individual and to be able to, be able to deal with it and, yeah. and, and to have come through a, a particularly dark episode within it because yeah. it is an ongoing process. Yeah, as it is. You say and it's great when people are so natural about it. Like the, one of the best things ever was the other day I was like, I'm not feeling great and Jim goes, you're not going, you're not going mental again, are you? <laughs> and that was, and I love that. I love that, that because, you know. Yeah. Bear in mind, you were the only person I would ever say I that know, to. But yeah. I know, but I love that because it's so natural. You know there's no barrier there, you know. Yeah. And, and like, plus, because plus people our age communicate by slagging each other. Yeah. You know, I was just so. going to say, plus that's the way we talk to each other yeah, the best of times. Yeah, that's how we times. talk to each other yeah. all the time. You're not all mental again. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, you know. Anyway, like, anyway, look, your mads are. Yeah. To you. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> You are not alone. If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in this conversation, you can free phone the Samaritans 24 hours a day for confidential support at 116-123 or email joe at samaritans.org. You can also contact Pieta House on their helpline at 1-800-247-247 or text HELP to 51-TRAVEL-FOUR to reach a counsellor. And you can also get a range of mental health supports at mentalhealthireland.ie.